Hello, faggot. This is not the last guy that called with a weird voice. Fuck you guys, you homosexuals. It's like you only uh, homosexual uh, insert comment uh, later. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Durka, durka. <laughs> you no, enjoying this uh, pod crafting on a uh, Friday evening? Oh, yeah. It's always the best night to do it. Friday night podcasting. Like you have anything better to do. I guess. Oh, yeah. I could go, I could go play D&D. <laughs> <laughs> this is the equivalent of like nerds playing D&D on a Friday night. Did you bring a two-liter of Coke? <laughs> this is basically Magic the Gathering, but just on the intertubes, using Skype and recording when, it. When does the pizza get here? <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, though, people, we have certain nights where we record the show, but, you know, our schedules occasionally conflict. This was one of those weeks where, you know, we had shit going on, so we had to, like... Do it on a Friday night, which we seldom do. But, like, tomorrow I'm going to uh, Kamikaze, uh, which is that Stan Lee comic fest. Which is... You're not getting any less nerdy here. <laughs> you know, I'm doing it for this show, Wacker. This is, this is self-sacrifice, oh, yeah. something you know nothing of. I'm oh, going to wow. go there tomorrow. You know who I'm going to meet? great D. Simon sacrificing for the show. You know who I'm going to meet? I'm going to meet Adam West and Burt Ward. And I'm going to give both of them Sick and Wrong cards. And in two weeks from now, we're going to have Adam motherfucking West on Sick and Wrong. Then you'll be eating I don't really those have words. a lot of shit to say to Adam West. The original Batman. The only Batman in my mind. I haven't watched a lot of those Batman. Maybe on Nick at Night. He would have been a way know. better Batman than Christian Bale. <laughs> well, he was Batman. I'm just saying. He was like a if, way better Batman. Yeah, but he still is a better Batman than Christian. Like, they could cast him in that movie in The Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Defecates, or whatever, and he would be a better Batman. Is that the one where Batman is actually supposed to be old? Yeah, he was in the old age home. Returns. <laughs> Dark Knight Returns. That's the one where he's supposed to be old. There is, there is a graphic novel where it's old Batman. Yeah, and then, then that's when you use Adam West. And who else yeah. is going to be there... Uh, we're supposed to hang out with you know who that remember that guy Joe Bob Briggs? Yes. From I, the late night whatever crazy movie hour. Yeah, my friend that I'm uh, meeting over there, she's like hosting it. I guess she used to have sex with that guy. So we're gonna be hanging out with him. That dude would be cool to have on second wrong. And Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Now her I would like to get an interview with. I'd like I would to do more than that. get an interview. She's old. <laughs> she, she might be older than Hel- Helen Mirren. I was I would still at a picture. bone the shit out of her. Yeah, I was looking at a picture of her, actually. Uh, I think her real name is like Cassandra Peters yes. or something. Yep. And she still looks really good for her age. She must be in her 60s. She looks good in both modes. In Elvira mode, obviously, she's like the proto-goth. 
And, but then when she's just normal, she looks kind of like Ginger from Gilligan's Island. How many nights did she play a starring role in your masturbation theater? As a kid. Countless. Countless <laughs> nights. Do you remember? I mean, the, the, just the, the cleavage that that woman showed up. That was enough for me. At that age, that was enough for me. Yes. That, 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 those are tits, in my opinion. Well, that's, what I, that's how I like my tits. Big and lots of, lots of cleavage. Well, speaking of tits, what did you think of uh, Kate Middleton's Royal Rack? Dude, they weren't very big. I mean, they're nice to see. She has a great body, but I wouldn't say that her tits are an outstanding asset. I thought, the, I thought she had a nice milk farm going on up there. Mm. Not too bad. I, I mean, those mean, are at least sort of large like, She's got teenager tits. But those are got to be large B cups. On that thin, tiny frame... You weren't they impressed. Didn't they didn't blow me away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I want Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, like, knocking my face off tits. Okay, name another royal person that has tits like that. <laughs> I don't know any royal people. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Out of the royal what was family. Red, what was a redheaded one? She had to have nice tits because she was fat for a while. Sarah Ferguson. still is fat. Sarah yeah, Ferguson. she probably has good tits. What, what, didn't Princess die of nice tits? Not that I remember. She uh, was, she had that she had that model that runway model body, which is just like the runway models don't have awesome tits. They just yeah, it's just basically just speed bumps. It fucks mm-hmm. with the clothes, the line of the of the garments. I guess they call them. I, I think Kate, them that. I Kate Upton's changing that, but I kind of like Kate Middleton's titties. You know, the the royal family. Look, I don't outraged. I don't dislike that. I don't dislike Kate Middleton's tits, but you're not impressed. No. <laughs> the royal family's not impressed either. They're they are fucking outraged. They are so upset. We are about not this. amused. Yeah, but you know, okay. They, I, I was reading something. I Prince, Prince uh, Willie over there is like, I'm going to sue the photographer, and I'm suing the magazine, and he's all upset about this. And, and if you think about it, this is not going to help uh, the perception of the French in the UK. They already don't like the French. They've never liked the French, and now look at this. Now you have. You know, they, they killed his mom. They're responsible for the death of Lady Di. And now right. uh, now they're, in, they're invading his privacy and taking pictures of his wife's tatas. That's not going to help uh, men relations. But the fact of the matter is, you don't see the English going over there and burning down the French embassy in London. You know? <laughs> is there a French embassy? I guess there has to be, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't see them doing that. I mean, okay, maybe they're going to, like, throw some feces on the wall or something after they eat a pizza hut, but they're not going to do anything like burning or taking a rocket launcher and blowing up the fucking, you know, French ambassador. But no, if you I, think I can't about see it, them doing that, but I think that, but by right, they should, I think they're more justified because of this infraction than fucking some stupid YouTube video about Muhammad, you know, that, that looks like it was produced by Tim and Eric. That's got the entire middle East in an uproar. <laughs> Yeah, that seems a little silly too. But I mean, if you She's think not about even it, around anymore. But what Mohammed. would you be more pissed Kate, about? Kate has to live with the the infamy, but Mohammed, you know, he's dead. If this, if you know, I'm quite surprised that he's not sending out the entire like, was it the what are they, the M1 division or whatever, James Bond division, the RAF. Yeah, well, I'm just surprised he hasn't like sent them all to go over Liam Neeson on Paris. You know, like taken and uh, just go and whip some ass over there because he's upset, but he's not because he's a civil, intelligent, rational human being. Whereas, like, if it was, you know, someone, the Prince of Kandahar or something, and you went and showed his wife's bush, 
I bet you the or titties. I bet you he would be waging war on the Western world, like the Western countries. We'd be at war. Right. It goes against the whole purpose of the the beekeeper outfit. Exactly. And and now you're looking Only at this. Only one man can see his wife's titties. <laughs> Have you? Did you see the uh, or face or knee or ankle? All the parts are good, but only one man can see them. <laughs> but I mean, if if and if a photographer even not, not that we want to see your wife's, you know, gnarly huge bush. But if a photographer did <laughs> take a picture yourself. of it, but if a photographer did, I you know they would be outraged. Maybe they wouldn't be. Maybe they wouldn't be as outraged unless you showed you know unless it was Muhammad's bush. The whole yeah, the whole region and religion and every single person that lives in the country, obviously not every single person, but the religious nutcases over there, uh they're so down on women that I think if a woman got you know, put photos taken of her in the nude, they would stone her to start with. That's a good start for them. <laughs> but she's unclean now. So she needs to be she needs to be put to the sword, the scimitar. It's such a misguided wrath. Like, I can't believe they're this upset over that ludicrous video. Did you see the video? Did you see the trailer? There's only 14 minutes of this trailer for this. I, I watched like five seconds of it just to sort of get a sense of what it was about. It actually seemed kind of funny to me. I like that kind of like bad acting and and shitty production value type of production. Well, it looked like Tim and Eric directed it. I mean, it was all in front of a green screen for the most part. I mean, I, I used to watch public access just for the, you know, public access always has tons of stupid, like, spiritual stuff and, and do-it-yourself shows and then, like, political political activism type shows. But then every, every once in a while, somebody will be like, I'm going to make a movie with my home video cassette <laughs> recorder and I'm going to get it put on public access. And I always love that shit. Well, this movie, The Innocence of Muslims, it's called. Is causing an eruption of violence in the Middle East and Northern Africa. I mean, they uh, blew up the American embassy in Benghazi in Libya, and they killed uh, the uh, U.S. ambassador, Chris Stevens, and like I think his wife and someone else. And um, four people, I believe, or four uh, or five, four in addition to the ambassador. Maybe? They killed the ambassador and three other embassy employees oh, three uh, during mob violence. There's. They, they're burning down the embassy in Cairo. They're attacking uh, the embassy in Yemen. Um, I'm surprised we even have embassies in these countries. Like, seriously, like if, I, if I was the ambassador over there in Yemen, I'd be like, yeah, I think I'm just going to stay inside today. I don't think I'm going to actually leave I'd be my like, house. What? what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> why, did I, why did I take this job? There's fucking great falafels like in downtown Los Angeles and Oakland. I don't need to fucking come here to eat that shit. A camel? Camels, I don't ever need to see a camel at all. It's a horrid animal. Well, so, apparently, which what surprises me about this video, and this is what they're saying, it might not even be the video that provoked that attack. They might be saying, they're, they're, they're conjecturing that... Uh, well, that it was it could, on 9-11, remember that. Yeah, that there's... Nobody to be pointing that out either. That's what they're saying, that it could be a, an attack planned you know, on the anniversary of 9-11. But now they're tying this video into it, like the Muslims are outraged because they had an Arabic translation of this video that, that's on YouTube. But how many people how many people over there actually even have a computer to even see it? I bet you sixty percent of people haven't seen that video. But then there's a few people that, you know, actually have a cell phone that works, a smartphone. And then they like, you know, start telling, Oh, it's the US, it's the Jews. And next thing you know, it's like they're all up in arms, burning effigies of Jews. American flags. They all, they all crowd around that little smartphone, the one working one. That's how they see it. 
And then the guys at the back, like the guys in the front, describe what's happening to the people in the back, and they, they get a sense of what's on there. And then they just start burning shit because you just insulted their profit. Do they want us to just leave? Well, no, I mean, why would they? Because we help them topple their dictators. But yet this is how they repay yeah, us. It's not like us being there. It's not like we get a lot of benefit out of that, right? I don't understand why. I think it's from World War II. Back to blaming things on the Jews. Because there, there was that whole wing of the conservative part. Maybe it was a conservative. I don't know who it was. But back in the 40s, there was a wing of the American government that were like, Look, <laughs> that Hitler problem and the Nazis it seems really bad, but that's their shit. We don't need to go help them. And ever since, like, you know, the, uh, the, Holocaust. Know, the outcome no, of that and the yeah. Holocaust and finding all the concentration camps and, oh, it was so horrible. Like, aren't we glad we came over here and intervened? And anybody who's like a non-interventionist is really looked down upon. But I think maybe it's time for a new non-intervention stance of just like, you know what? Most of these Middle Eastern countries suck balls. Why are we here? No reason. We get no benefit from it. Yeah, the countries are going to be worse off if we leave, but them's the breaks. You know what I'm sick of? I'm just sick of like, uh uh-oh, the Muslims got sand in their vaginas again. Now they're going to burn stuff because they saw a shitty video that, that anybody, anybody educated would look at this video and be like, Oh my God, this is funny. This is retarded. You know, who, who cares? But if you're an insane, radical Muslim religious zealot, you're going to be like, oh my God, the Americans, I got to kill them now. You know, they it's fucking, dude. They don't Take have, a joke. I, they don't have irony or sarcasm there or th- that kind of humor. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm really into my Muslim religion, but this is kind of funny. I can see where he's coming from. Or it's just dumb. It's not funny, but I don't really care. Exactly. Everything, everything is 100% sincere. All and, the time. And the next thing you know, next thing you know, you got our politicians apologizing for this. That's what, that's what really, I guess that's what really kind of pisses me off. That's, that's the rub. Why I don't are, get it. Well, you know what? It's like, okay, we're allowed to make these videos. That's what we have freedom of speech. We have a bill of rights. This is what we do. You know, we're, we're allowed to do this. This is art. That, yes, that video sucks. The production values. I've seen Ron Jeremy movies from the eighties that have better production values. I know. I know that. I know that Hillary and I'm assuming Barack, but I, I know for a fact that Hillary said something. Like she passed judgment on it. She said it's an abuse of the First a, Amendment. It's a it's a bad video, and we do. I do not support these views. Like that, you shouldn't even. That's your job is not to pass critical judgment on internet videos. You should have. We're paying you not to not to have any opinion about that video. Don't say anything whether you like it or not. And that's the, that's the thing. Like, we're allowed to do this. I'm sorry that if uh, you try to express yourself in your country, they cut your hand off. But we're allowed to do this. And, you know, it, it just, it just, it, it just, I think it's insane. And it makes you, it gives, now you look at all those people and then you're just kind of like, no wonder this whole area of the world is fucking batshit crazy. True. Yeah. And, and then, then you think, it's like, our, why are we even over here? Our media is pretty, our, our, the American media is going nuts too i mean they're like they're all about finding out who this guy is who directed it and and if he has a bad background like why why are you reporting on the guy who made a shitty fucking video and not like what's really going on in the middle east and where these people came from that burned down the embassy and kill all these american uh ambassador staff and it's kind of like smoke and mirrors though i mean i think they're just trying to i think they're trying to find a perpetrator i mean it's like a witch hunt and they did find the guy you know did you hear about this guy it's not hard to find people who put stuff on the internet, trust me. 
Well, the dude had a couple aliases, but here they are just like Ooh. completely disparaging the guy. I guess his name is Nakula Bosley Nakula. And uh, apparently he was a meth-making federal informer who avoided jail time by snitching on his fellow criminals. Uh, he's a notorious fraudster. He's been on the run from authorities for more than a decade. Um, then they caught up with him and he snitched. I mean, the, the fact of the matter, and this is what's interesting, is the first. He's a free. It's a, he's a free man now. I mean, now he all, is. all this stuff is in the past, and he's done his time for it, right? Yeah, no, no I mean, he's him. yeah. He he was in prison. He I think. Well, I don't know if he actually went to prison. Or he did. He did do a little bit of time, but then he uh, he uh, ratted on some of his uh, cohorts. So I think he had his sentence reduced. But the, but the fact of the matter is, at first people were, <clears throat> the first people that they were pointing the finger at, it's the Jews, the Jews finance this, and the Muslims are like, it's the Zionist regime, the Jews. Turns out, it's the Coptic Christians. The Christians are behind this. And if you people, you might remember when we had that uh, that guy who was talking about the rectal bomb terrorist. He was a Coptic Christian from Egypt. And he had just really anti-Islamic views. And I remember we were talking on the show. At first when I read this, I was like, oh, my God, you know how weird that would be? What a strange coincidence if it was like if this guy had some involvement in this film. Because, I mean, he was. I mean, we were talking to him. I don't know if you listen to the interview, Wankley, but he was talking about how Muhammad was a necrophiliac. Muhammad, Muhammad was a pedophile. And, like, it says this in the interpretations of the Quran. So, I mean, it's not like these dudes are making this up. Well, it could be. <laughs> well, know. no, I mean, it's, it's easy to find. It's right in the Quran, right? People pull the passages. It's it's not the Quran. It's kind of uh, what the guy was saying. The apocrypha. Commentary. Yeah, there's a, the apocrypha about the Quran. Like people were saying, well, yes. there's other stories and myths that circulated about this character, Muhammad. And there is a story where, you know, he had sex with a girl that was like 12 or nine or something. Nine. And then there's a <laughs> there's a story where he like had sex with a corpse. And so, yeah, I mean, they, they, so, but anyway, I mean, people can inflate the truth all they want, and that's what they did. But now there's a witch hunt for this Nakula, Bosley Nakula, and they, they, the, the media even gives away his address. It's like a Southern yeah, California. Yeah, the LA Times pretty much, they didn't give his exact address, but they said the neighborhood, and then they, like, described his the, what the front of his house likes and looks like in great detail and put it in the paper. I mean, the LA Times is one of the worst newspapers in the country by far. Ah, it's awful. It's awful. And his whole family's at risk. Even the neighbors would be at risk. I mean, if uh, these people are willing to... I mean, They all look alike to them. <laughs> well, this guy looks like them more than us, I guess. Well, what I find the funniest, I think, aspect about this movie is... Okay, so this guy, Nakuli Baslaka Falafel, he decided to make this movie. And instead of just coming out and hiring actors, and uh, which he didn't even pay the actors. I mean, it was a Craigslist ad that he put up, no pay, no compensation. But he was looking for, like, non-union and union actors. Anyway, he told them that, that, they, that the movie was called The Desert Warrior. And any Desert reference, Warrior. there was no reference to Muhammad in the movie. They called him Mr. George. Mr. George, who lives in the desert. This is all based on the account of some washed-up actress, right? Well, and, and the cast. I mean, they've interviewed a few people of the cast and said that they were completely they hoodwinked. Well, they said they were hoodwinked by this because they were taken advantage of by the producer. They were misled about its intent and its purpose. Basically, they're saying, Muslims, we didn't, we didn't mean to do this. Don't, don't kill us. Don't burn us. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I believe. I mean, actors are not known for being the smartest people in society. Well, they CN couldn't figure it out by like being in the movie what it was really about. 
Well, they, they said that there was no um, inflammatory statements or hate-filled uh, responses. What, what, what ended up happening is this was all dubbed in after the fact. And if you watch <laughs> some of it, you see, like, it's, it's just so, such poor quality that it does look like, I mean, I could, I could have done a better editing job dubbing in those voices than that guy did. Dubbing does make things funnier. <laughs> it it goes is, along it with is all this funny. bad production value humor. <laughs> well, so they, they uh, I read an interview here with um, one of the producers of the film. His name's Stephen Klein, active Christian activist who's involved. In, okay, he's involved in the film as a consultant. So I guess he's been over there in Egypt as a missionary. And he said that the film. See was, that right there? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I don't I know. Went to, I went to Egypt as a missionary to help people learn about Jesus. Fuck off. I hope you die and we're not coming to get you. You know what I think it is? I think that there is a small Christian population over there. So I think the Christians here are like, oh, we got to go help out our brothers that are surrounded by enemies. God. And, you know, I mean, the, the guy that we had on the podcast, uh, the Raymond Ibrahim was saying that, like, yeah, his family was persecuted being Christians in uh, Egypt. So, I mean, Why do you live in Egypt if you're a Christian? That's well, you, got, you got the hell out. You know, <laughs> move, so, to, move to fucking like you know Iowa. There's lots of Christians there. But but I can understand why Coptic Christians have this bias, you know, this grudge towards Muslims. So he's saying that the film was designed to stop the Muslim population in America reaching ten percent, as they would then work together and attack their host country. Good job, YouTube activists. How's a, how's a video going to do that? Well, it's anti-Muslim propaganda just done in the, the poorest but that's sense. Not gonna, how, does, how does that keep the population of Muslims in the U.S. down? Does it, the Muslims who live here watch it and they get so depressed that they can't have sex? Well, you know, I don't know what no, he was thinking. Did he? No, Aisha, I do not want to have make a baby tonight. I am too sad <laughs> from the YouTube video. Besmirched our... Prophet Muhammad. But, I mean, I don't know what he was thinking. Do you think the Muslims, like American Muslims, are going to see that and be like, oh, my God, now we're going to get crazy because they insulted Muhammad. Now we're gonna... They're not because they're educated people. They're mm. going to see that and be like... <laughs> Some of them are. Well, no, I mean, you're going to look at this guy, much like, you know who, uh, you know who supports this movie who's actually showing the movie in his church? Is that insane pastor Terry Jones, who, if you remember a couple of years ago, had plans to burn the Quran? Yes, I remember that guy. That's the type of guy that's behind this. That's the type of guy that supports this. Any American Muslim is going to see that and be like, yeah, you are fucking crazy. You know, you're insane. Obviously, we don't support this. But we, what we do support is the fact that you can go make whatever you want to make. You Most know? things. <laughs> Child porn excluded. Well, obviously. But, uh, but okay, <laughs> within, within you know, legal law, you can express yourself as long as you're not obviously... Uh, <laughs> raping children on film that's not that's not a good thing yeah i gotta get it this could this could make me vote for romney by the way how so i bet you romney's obama's obama's mealy mouth response and he's he's they're talking the obama administration are talking to youtube trying to get them to pull the video Uh, youtube better not pull this video did they they're t- they're, the government's asking them to review it right now under their terms of service. I mean, it's pretty clearly censorship by the government. Oh, my God. Right, I cannot its, stand I mean, the way they kowtow like this. It's like if we, Romney we, came up and had a good speech about, like, how I don't give a fuck what those <laughs> dirt-eating, like, camel jockeys do or <laughs> care about. I mean, I care about our ambassador, and he got murdered, and that's why I'm closing the embassy over there. 
And if he took like a hard line, I'd be like, hmm, you are a weird, crazy Mormon and you want to like give all the, uh, you know, middle class people's tax money to the billionaires. But I think I'm going to vote for you. Hey, but we got a new host for the show. Rush Wackerly over here. <laughs> what? Huh? Lance O'Reilly. He's uh, the he, new, you uh... ever listen? Do you ever listen to Rush? Rush is so funny because he's like the most popular radio guy ever i guess yeah he no, can't hear he can't that. hear so his callers call in and i think his phone screener has to like write down what they're actually saying so he, there's lots of delays when rush is responsi- responding to people because he's got that cochlear implant i think it's all the bullshit that he has like shoved inside of his fucking head and the an oxycontin asshole. and and the oxycontin well but my last point i want to make about this movie and this is really funny too is so they're going after like the director and the producer and the actors and they're just trying to disparage all of them in the media but my favorite guy is the director the director of the movie vice magazine tracked down and gawker tracked down although he hasn't granted any interviews who are he's, we just talking about nooser and baba ganoush what's the, i thought he was the director he was the he's the producer he's the guy that oh. put up all the money the, the See, director I, you, you live in hollywood so you 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 have all this stuff like figured out the different roles in a movie making thing i'm just a hayseed from yeah, you, the north you're up in the north dude you guys don't know anything except directing gay porn down here we direct real <laughs> movies <laughs> but uh, the, you know what's funny is the uh, the, the 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 headline. I think it's uh, I think this is from I think actually this might be from the Daily Mail. It says the director of Innocence of Muslims is a schlocky softcore porn director named Alan Roberts. And as it turned out, I was reading some of the movies that this guy's done. I guess he's sixty five years old. Um, he's the creative vision behind the softcore porn classic The Happy Hooker Goes to Hollywood. You ever seen that? Uh, I don't know if I've seen that one. It's from the seventies. He also did Young Lady Shatterly, Lady oh, Shatterly's Lovers. Aren't there like nine different ver- like part nine, part ten? Part Adam 11? West was in one of those. Really? Yeah, he was he loving was... Lady Shatterly. Yeah, there was a scene where I think she was topless. I don't think he was. I don't think he was bawling her or anything. But I think. Uh... But do you, do you remember those were the movies like uh, Black Emmanuel, Happy Hooker Goes to Hollywood, The Sex Bird? These are all movies that we used to jack off when you get a free weekend of Skinamax. Yes, <laughs> which was the best. <laughs> yeah, I hate softcore porn now because just you're in a hotel and you're like, hey, they look, still it's have porn. it, and then you're like, oh, softcore porn. Uh, but but back then it was. It was the only thing, only game in town. It was either that or Elvira's cleavage. Right. I mean, but it was great when that, that one weekend, when all of a sudden it'd be Cinemax or Showtime was free. Because my parents would never buy, never buy Cinemax or Showtime. We had cable, but they would never buy like the enhanced cable like HBO. But uh, there, there'd be like those promotions that they would do and you'd have like two nights of it. I would stay up all fucking night. I'd just watch, jacking it. Just jacking it all. Well, dude, because you store up enough in the spank bank. I mean, you're going right. to go like uh, probably, what, two more months without seeing porn? At least. At least, yeah. That's the thing. Well, anyway, they hired an esteemed director to direct Desert Warriors. He said, He's claiming, too, he had no idea this is going to be an anti-Islamic movie. <laughs> what? That's what he said. <laughs> this must be some amazing dub. I mean, didn't the actors and the director, they didn't have any... Cons were they like? What is this movie about? It seems weird. They were told they that, that they're well. They they told they were told that they were participating in a period piece about ancient Egypt, and they had no idea the movie would be edited and dubbed into a piece of Islamophobic propaganda. Hmm. So I mean, he, he didn't really know. And although he's not he's not coming out and granting interviews, so who 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 knows what's happening with it? 
But what's interesting to see about it is I do kind of want to see the political backlash. I want to see how Obama handles it. I do. I'm, I'm very interested to see how uh, Mitt Romney, if he actually grows a backbone for once and stands up and what he says rather than flip-flops back and forth. Um, it, but, I mean, at first hearing Hillary Clinton condemn this movie, I mean, I understand how she could say I don't agree with its point. You know, I'm not going to watch this. But the fact of the matter is she should support our freedom to make something like that. Yeah, I don't think she should have commented on her perception of the quality of the or the, you know, well, what uh, the is quality she? of is the she movie fucking, at all. It, what is she, like fucking Ebert and and uh, what's the, the new guy that he has? <laughs> I don't know. Siskel's dead, With a fucked right? up face. <laughs> I don't remember his name. But yeah, well, what is she, the movie critic? It just kind of pisses me off. I think personally this is what I think we should do. Because those Muslims have sand in their vaginas every fucking, every, it seems like every six months the Muslims get sand in their vaginas. And then we got to be like, oh, I'm sorry, Muslims, for making a cartoon with Muhammad. I think we should just go overboard and be like, well, fuck it. Now, now, now you've pissed us off. Now we're going to get creative with this. I think they should do like uh, sitcoms, like Absolutely Muhammad, and put them in like AbFab. So the two chicks from AbFab and their new gay house interior decorator friend is Muhammad, the prophet. Yeah. You wouldn't what watch channel, that? What channel are you, no, I wouldn't. What channel are you going to get that on? BBC Maybe 4. I'd watch it. Depends BBC about 4. the production values. You going to have any crane shots? There would probably be a couple crane shots. Okay, well, what about Maybe this I'll then? Watch it. How about like a exact setting as ALF, but instead of an alien life form, it'd be a Muslim life form that like came from the past. It just <laughs> sort of like like out of a lamp or something. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. Now we got this prophet that's magical that can do shit. And he right. lives in our house. There's a laugh track. Don't you think if you did something he's like that? He's trying to put a burqa on my daughter and, and <laughs> have sex with my young gay, my young son. <laughs> I think it would be cool. I think we'd call it MLF. I don't I know. Like better. I like that better than that. What about a Golden Girls tie-in with like just a bunch of old ladies and then there's Muhammad? Muhammad. I mean, you know, you could put him in any scenario, like different strokes. Muhammad gets like three black kids that he's got to raise. Oh, so Muhammad would be the Conrad Bain character in that situation. Or do you think he was going to be like Gary Coleman? <laughs> or maybe Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> All I'm saying is that we have a lot of creative ventures, a lot of creative opportunities we can do, you know, better than this stupid schlocky movie that, that has low production values. That looks like something, I mean, whatever, that Wackley would watch on public access. I mean, I think we could, yeah. we could really... We have a lot of opportunity to openly ridicule Muhammad, and we're not taking advantage of it because we're too scared. Fuck that. Fuck that. Grow a sack. The Jews who run Hollywood are pussies. Exactly. I think, <laughs> it's, time it up, we, I think it's time we grow a sack. Step it up. I don't know. Well, people, this is uh, episode 347 here, Sick and Wrong. Um, you know the way the show works. Wackerly and I present the most disturbing news items that we hear on the show. And uh, you can send us your stories. And uh, people, like, we're not doing the voting anymore, but uh, if you do send us a story and we end up reading your story on the show, I will send you a Sick and Wrong Care package. So you can send your story to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. You can send them uh, via Facebook, via the Twitters, the Twitterverse. Uh, we got a couple good stories here for this episode 347. Before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. 
Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. All right. The uh, first story that we received uh, came in from Namaval. Namaval. It's an interesting name. Uh, Namaval sure writes. saying it right? It's just N A M A V A L. Namaval. Wow. Maybe. Namaval writes Hello, Dean Lance. Lance, this is the kind of story you love to cover. Men in portable toilets. Men hiding in trailers. Men with <laughs> hidden cameras spying on women. More of the same with a slight twist. I love those creeps. You really you like the creepy Mick Creeper dudes that just hide away and spy on women? Is it yeah, just I, <laughs> I mean is it, is it is it because it hits close to home? You feel a kinship? Uh no, I don't think so. I mean, I don't I don't spy on women regularly. <laughs> Although it's kind of fun when you walk you're walking down the street at night and you look over and there's a wide open curtain and some lady's just has her tits out like she doesn't realize. I, you know, I call maybe that, she does realize. I call that opportunity. She's a, like it's, you're she's an opportunist. Yeah, but you're an opportunist. You she wants me to come knock on the door. No, but you're an opportunist. You're walking by, you see titties, and you look at the titties. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying it's if if you were up in a tree waiting no. for her to open her window and show her titties, then I'd be like, okay, Wacky, you're a little creepy there. I'm not doing that. Or if um, you dated a woman and then you went to prison for 12 years and you got out of prison. And then you moved into her house without her knowing that you lived in her attic. Then I'd be like, you might be a little bit creepy, which is what happened here in this story. (laughs) A woman finds her ex-boyfriend living in her attic over 12 years after they broke up. That's that's a long time, like especially if you're not in contact anymore. That's a long time. Like I, I dated girls 12 years ago. And if I found out that they were living like, you know. In my in your attic, in my attic, <laughs> I don't have an closet. attic here. But living oh, in my closet, I would be concerned, unless they age well. Then I'd be like, "Oh, sweet, I got a house." You can't, you can't go back. Way. You could, you can, you can rewind, have a little rewind. Why not? Can you? Well, it depends. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's 12 years. And, you know, I mean, she might not have aged well. If she didn't age well, then get out of my house. I have to get a broom. <laughs> Did you read about that today? I posted something about that on Twitter. Bam Margera, you know, from uh, Jackass. Yeah. Do you hear about this? I read about it. I mean, I, stories like that, I read the headline and then I move on. So this really... dude lives in uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. And he wakes up in the middle of the night and there's a naked woman in his bed, 24-year-old naked woman in his bed, masturbating. And he flips the fuck out, throws her off the bed, and, she, and then he's calling 911 and she's still masturbating because she's really aroused at this point. Do, do you believe that story? Yeah, I do. I do. Why, how, but it's so implausible. I, that's what I'm saying. But I think this dude, like, I think this dude just gets that much. Ad- I, I wish I had that problem. You'll I mean, never it, have that problem. Let's <laughs> <laughs> wish for something else. Usually, it takes a lot of roofies to get them in my bed. So you know. All right, you're gonna kick him out at that point. No, definitely not. Just wasted so, all that money on roofies. <laughs> This woman here, South Carolina woman, um, Rock Hill, South Carolina resident, single mother of five, said she heard a thump from up above and saw nails 
popping out from her bedroom ceiling every now and then. Jesus Christ, it's like Hellraiser up in that bitch. She said 2.30 a.m. She saw nails falling. She heard some weird noises. She felt something just ain't right. Then she saw the nails popping out again, and she said, there's some poltergeist stuff going on up there. That would be my first thought, that there's a ghost, there's a haunting up in the attic. I think that's my first thought. I wouldn't just go up there and look and see if there's, like, you know, some crazy homeless guy living in the attic. My first thought would be... Or (laughs) opossum. I'm not going to tangle with that in the middle of the night. But it wasn't. I'd make one of my, I'd make one of my kids go up there. She did, actually. Five kids. Um, it wasn't a uh, an opossum, and it, it wasn't a poltergeist. Um, it was her ex-boyfriend, who had been living in her attic for more than two weeks since he was released from prison. He just kind of moved in How did in he there. get up there? That's the weird thing. is uh, He had to go. The attic is through a door from inside the home in a hallway that connects her children's bedroom. So he had to sneak in there and get up there probably in the middle of the night in the cover of darkness. That's how he knew it. <clears throat> but you know what? It brings up an interesting point. What do you do? Like, where do you go after prison? Like, all of a sudden, you're just released. They give you your shit back, like your your clothing and your wallet. And don't they give you a little bit of money for bus fare? <laughs> you go to a halfway house. They, they put you. Is that the, is that your first step back into integrating yourself into society? Like, where would you yeah, go? That's exactly if, what it is. Halfway house. Well, what if you have family? What if you had a wife? Uh, you know, I guess there's certain circumstances where you don't have to go to the halfway house, but most of these dudes, they don't have good families. That's why they're criminals. And that's why they go to the halfway house. It must suck. So wait, there's a, okay. So you go from prison into the prison with community showers where you could get raped into a halfway house with community showers where you could get raped. I think the halfway house is more like a regular house with just normal showers. So you just have one bathroom in there. I don't think they have halfway homes everywhere. I, th- I think they I do. do for drug addicts. I don't think they do for prisoners. Yeah, they do. How do okay, this is, this, this, you're not the first person to think of this problem. Like, wait a minute. This is crazy. This, these dudes have been in prison for 12 years, and then we're just going to dump them on the street? That's not a good idea. So, like, communities have been like, well, we better make some kind of, like, transitional stage for them. How come they don't have reality shows called, like, Prison House? Or halfway there, um, home. You know, go talk to some of your producer friends. <laughs> get it going. It's It'll be idea. interesting. I know. And, I would like, uh, you know, somebody would probably get stabbed in an episode. That would be. Yeah, good but think you. about it. Wouldn't you want to see how these six felons who have been in prison for nine, fifteen years, twenty years, integrate themselves back into society, and then take bets yeah. on to which one's going to go back? Yes, I do want to watch that. Sometimes they also have uh, work release. Where you still live at prison, but you get to go out during the day and work, and then you come back I've heard to like, of that. Sleep, sleep in the prison. That's another way to transition out. Just this imaginary halfway home of yours. Does every prisoner get a water bed? They have lava lamps. <laughs> D, it's not Shangri-La, okay? <laughs> you probably, if you want to go out and buy a lava lamp, you can probably do that. I doubt they're going to let you buy a water bed and move that in. There's Is probably... there a jacuzzi tub? Can you bring like chicks back to your halfway home? Your it's halfway not a apartment. frat house either. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's crazy fun. Maybe like everybody's just got out of prison and they just cut loose and party every night. Bring back all kinds of fucking trailer trash bitches with no teeth. Well, I mean, if you think about it, she just got out of prison. Wouldn't you want to just get fucking shit faced and get a prostitute? I think that's why they have the halfway house. I think there's rules. 
So you probably can't even bring loose women back there. You probably can't get drunk. I bet you there's a no females overnight policy. Wow, see, that just sucks. By visiting hours. That sucks. Well, don't commit a fucking crime then. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather go live in my ex's attic. So the two had broken up more than 12 years ago. She never considered getting... She never considered getting back with him. Despite him claiming in letters that he sent her from jail that he had changed. She actually thought that he'd known Charlotte. I'm a bottom bitch now. (laughs) (laughs) Not by choice. Um, Her adult sons and her nephew found him asleep in the back of the attic. They walked upstairs. She did send her kids. They found a man. He had packed all the old coats and jackets into a heating unit and was sleeping inside the heating unit. As soon as they found him, he ran downstairs and out of the house before police got there. Um, apparently, there was no bathroom. I, I kind of figured that was the most logical question. It's like, you know, where did he eliminate his bowels? Well, this dude... Well, for this show, that's the most logical question. <laughs> well, weren't you wondering I mean, if he's living in the attic? You know, he obviously doesn't want to be discovered, so he can't go downstairs. I figured he would... I figured he would well, I figured he would sneak down when the kids were at school and this woman was at work. Yeah, I guess you could do that. But, I mean, I think you would also, like, you know, he's, he's probably drinking a couple 40 ounces at night. You know, you you got to piss at night. So what he did is True. probably what I would do, which actually I, I still do, even though my bathroom's only about 10 feet away from my room. Sometimes um, you're just too lazy. You know, sometimes you just don't want to get out of bed. There's a cup right next to your, you know, on your nightstand. Why not? You have to get all the way out of bed, walk all the way to the bathroom. You know, sometimes I don't want to do that. Uh, they found several. I see no problem with that method. <laughs> <laughs> they found several Route 44 Sonic cups um, filled with feces and urine. Sonic is a drive-up fast food restaurant. For those who don't know, and so he must add some big gulps slash lavatories. Um, <laughs> uh, they also saw that the ex-boyfriend had rigged the ceiling vents so he could look down. At the woman, Tracy, in her bedroom from his spot in the attic. All right, now he's getting you know, a this creepy. Is, this could, this could, you're making this sound creepy, but this could be like a 1980s, mid-80s rom-com. Okay, see, so like Billy Crystal plays the, the guy, the ex-con, and Meg Ryan is the, is the mom. <laughs> maybe, maybe a young Macaulay Culkin is one of the kids. Mom, I hear somebody in the attic. Womp, womp, womp. Laugh track. Do you think he could have done, though, something like this, where he's like wants to prove his love to her, so he's haunting her in, in a way like he's haunting her from beyond? Like, act, okay, maybe he like faked his death, but instead he's up in the attic haunting her to like from beyond the grave to show how much he actually still loves her. Are you talking about Ghost? This is basically, <laughs> this could be Ghost. So that's not a rom-com. That's just a, that's a fucking straight-up romance. I thought it was. I thought there was some comedy in there. Whoopi Goldberg no. was in it. Yeah, she was playing. It was a serious role for Whoopi. Okay, what about the time when they were uh, making clay pots and the clay went all over the place and there's clay in her hair? Hilarity. No, that was like sexy time. It was like mud wrestling <laughs> with the with the ghost of Patrick Swayze. All right, well, what about the time when uh, he got in a fight? I don't with, remember uh, any other time. The only thing out. I remember from that movie is the claim <laughs> scene and then Whoopi Goldberg's face trying to be like, ah, I can speak to the ghost. Shut the fuck up, Whoopi. 
Well, wasn't he employed as a bouncer at some like bar? I don't know why. She I don't even... remember anything about the movie. Yeah, but I mean, oh, I, I, like, yes, yes. Got obviously, it. he's going to die if he works at a place of that kind of riffraff. What'd you expect? He's the cooler, though. He was the cooler. Nobody outcools him. So uh, the woman says. I thought he died when he like was dirty dancing and he fell off the end of the dock. <laughs> Actually, I think he got cancer wackily, you heartless bastard. <laughs> He's not ghosting anybody up now. He's real real dead. Tracy told the newspaper here that it got me flabbergasted. I mean, how can anyone look at someone through an air vent? Well, Tracy, I can kind of understand. I mean, if you got nice yeah, titties. She, she doesn't know dudes at all. I mean, uh, nice titties. I mean, it'd be, it's one thing to be like looking at somebody's nice titties you don't even know, but like an axe? Like, huh, I wonder what she's looking like in the nude nowadays. And think about it. For the past the 12 irresistible. years. Well, for the past 12 years, this guy's been getting ass-raped in the shower and probably in his bunk, you know, punked out by some dude named Leroy. It's like, uh, I'm sure I can understand why he's looking at his ex through an air vent. Makes sense I don't understand how he didn't make any noise before that one thump. (laughs) You know, he's jacking it off up there. He should have really gone all out, though, with this haunting. Like, got a bunch of cans and, like, maybe, like, lowered things from the ceiling. I mean, it sounds like she was already kind of superstitious. Cans? Yeah, well, that dude, the, 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 the ghosts they make cans. Can <laughs> That's what they do. They, they jingle I'm cans. the ghost of the recycling bin. <laughs> Homeless ghosts make can noises. <laughs> Are you thinking of, like, Bob Cratchit's chain? Is his name Cratchit? Chain, his chains that he rattled around in a, a Christmas story? You probably don't know that movie because you're a Jew. I thought he had cans like on a string. Like there were a bunch of cans <laughs> on a string that were tied to his Ebenezer, ankle. you like money? <laughs> Here's some cans. You take them back for a refund. Well, don't you think he could have done something like, Tracy, remember your ex-boyfriend? He got out of prison and he needs $50 to get some crack cocaine. Something like that. I will stop haunting this house when you do a naked yoga session in front of the mirror below the vent. Now bend over and show that booty. Make it clap. <laughs> that would work. Perverted ghosts here on Sick and Wrong. Wackily, what do you have here for the second story? No ghosts, but it's sent in from Jesse from Norwich, uh, Connecticut. And uh, I don't even know. This is one of those stories that just goes a billion different directions at once, and I guess that's why I like it. Uh, There's a guy. (laughs) His name is Richard Semino Jr. He's only 20. I thought thought you were going to say Richard Simmons. Semino. Like Camino, but C-I-M-I-N-O. Which I think means the road in Spanish. I don't know what Semino means. Camino. He, uh... At one point, the cops found him, and he was naked, covered in his own blood, and screaming like an animal, running down the street. But before that happened, he tried to break into somebody's house. What kind Uh, of animal? (laughs) A hyena? (laughs) No, but I mean, it could be laughing like a hyena. He could be... 
howling like a wolf. And there's a lot of different animals. He could be bleeding. The term is hungry like a wolf. He could be bleeding like a sheep. I think he was howling like a squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) A rabid squirrel. (laughs) A rabid squirrel. He, He tried to break into this woman's house and... She walked in on him, <laughs> which is never a good idea, especially if the dudes are really crazy, right? It's like waking a sleepwalker. He's going to lash out. He's obviously not a very good break-in artist. Um, he took his underpants off on the way uh, into the home, <laughs> which was empty. But then this woman walked in on him, and he uh, so he ran up to the home's second floor, but then he jumped out the window of the second floor, uh, and he severely injured his arms and legs in the fall. What he should have done, and I, can, I totally understand this getting naked part of his, um, his tactics. What he should have done is coated himself in grease. Yeah, because then you can just slip out the front door. And even when they try to grab and you. And when you they just... try to grab you, you just slip away, and you can be yeah. slippery, man. That's why they don't allow greasing yourself up in football. Yep. Um. So he he jumps out the window, injures his arms and legs, then he goes back in through the garage. This is a confused, confused burglar. Then he, uh, so he went through the garage and then back out the front of the garage. He then, uh, two women were walking down the street because this happened in like a decent neighborhood where just old ladies go out for strolls. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, he, uh, approached these two women walking down the street, which when you're running from a botched home burglary just try and sort of run away from people that's the best plan of action uh he tackled mrs miss dean carino and he bled all over her she probably should check herself for aids and other (laughs) types of stds and uh he started to gnaw at her head (laughs) which is just fun gnawing on anything is funny but i don't get it like like a a a nookie like it was no, a gnaw, no, like with his teeth, with his teeth. No, so he was G-N-A-W. just like N A W. Like you know, you eat a candy apple, like it's too big. Because they always, use, I don't know where they get those fucking apples that they make, like a caramel apple or a candy apple at the fair. Because they're always the size of a goddamn basketball. They're huge. You can't even bite one of those. Uh, where do you even get one of those apples? It's like too big to even get your mouth open wide enough to like put the sphere into your mouth, and then it's covered with this like substance that just you can't. Your teeth cannot process. So he was just—he was just gnawing away. He wasn't taking like a chunk out of her skin. This isn't like a zombie attack here. Is that what people are trying to say? They're trying to say he's like a zombie. I guess they're saying that, but I—I I, I hate this thing where everything has to be fucking zombies. You know who this sounds like vampires. to me? Do you ever see this fine film? I think it was a rom-com called *The Animal Man*. It had uh, this great actor, A-list Rob, Rob. From Saturday Night Live, you know who I'm talking about? Oh, Rob. Uh, What's that guy's name? What the fuck is his name? Rob <laughs> Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider was in it, and he played a guy that would turn into an animal. And I'm thinking this might that guy might have the same disease. I don't remember what it was like, animal disease or something like savage itis or something like that. Like he would, right? You know, when the full moon came, or not even full moon, I think he would just, if he was under the weather, he'd turn into like a baboon or something. But he could have animal strength. You describing this movie sounds like me describing the works of Shakespeare. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) knows what the fuck is going on. Are you recommending this movie? Did you like it? I I have no idea. Yeah, like Jennifer Aniston, I think, fell in love with Rob Schneider, but not when he was an animal. That's so implausible, even (laughs) I can't watch that movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, you know what? Honestly, I don't remember what happened to Animal Man. I just remember that he would run around, you know, like with the Become speed animals. of a of a antelope or something. Okay. And this what guy. Mo- <laughs> what was the movie with the King of Queens dude, where all the animals were his friend and they taught him how to like woo some woman? Maybe it was uh, Cameron Diaz or something. Wasn't that the Animal Man or Man with the Animals or something? He could speak to animals. Yeah, Tyler mm. Perry directed that one. No, oh. and then there's then there's obviously the Eddie Murphy movies where he's Doctor Doolittle. He's talking to the animals, and he could he could communicate with animals. But he Jesus wasn't fuck, an Jesus animal. Christ, Hollywood is the biggest ball of bullshit. <laughs> These movies, you know, they they I don't know how much they make, but you know they put like. Hundreds of millions of dollars into these things. Dan, think how much how much do you think Rob Schneider was paid for that role? Hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know. Tens of millions. Uh, more than a million, I'm sure. Do you think he gets a lot of ass? Like compared to like a guy like Vince Vaughn. Compared to a guy like Vince Vaughn, I don't know. I mean, I, Vince Vaughn should get more ass. I guess he's kind of better looking. Although I've seen pictures of him lately, he looks yeah. Very but I haggard. like Rob Schneider's movies better. You do. Well, are you going to give up the ass for him? <laughs> well, the, the fact of the matter that. is, Deuce Bigelow, way better Male than Wedding Crashers. Yeah. I don't know if I saw that. I, I don't. I don't watch a lot of Rob Schneider movies. I didn't think he was that great on Saturday Night Live. All right, I'm done doing this podcast. I'm out of here. <laughs> what? I can't. The only character I remember him doing is the cop making copies guy, which I could making watch copies. over and over again. That was yeah. so original. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah, they, and they didn't beat it into the ground either. That's why it's such a great sketch. So maybe this was a guy who was a reject from Saturday Night Live, and it just drove him insane. And next thing you know, yeah. he's gnawing on old ladies' heads. Uh, he's gnawing on her head, and he's screaming like an animal. They, <laughs> once again, don't say what kind of animal, but maybe a, maybe a koala. They yeah. sort of gnaw on those eucalyptus leaves, right? And they have, you know, they have a very high pitched scream. Those quiet. Right. Um, so God, that's terrible. What happened to the guy? Did uh, did he actually end up uh, like bleeding all over the lady? I mean, wasn't he? What happened? No, no, he, no. This isn't the end of his mayhem. His rampage. The women, the women managed to escape. She pulled her head up from his maw, and they called police. When the troopers came, they found him lying in the road. He has severe injuries. He's covered in blood. The, the drugs are starting to wear off, I guess. You know, his super strength is, is diminishing. Or so you would think. But as the trooper, the state trooper came over, he lunged at one. The other trooper dis- deployed the stun gun. Uh, Though the stun gun didn't stun him. He continued to act aggressively. He even punched an emergency emergency medical technician God. that was treating his injuries. I'm thinking PCP was involved in this. They don't. They say they don't know what he was on. It was in Scranton, Scranton, Scranton Pennsylvania. New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Sorry, <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Two count yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe he's a vampire. <laughs> two counts of aggravated assault, simple assault, indecent exposure. That we didn't really hear about that, did we? Oh, we we did hear that he took off his underpants, and uh, criminal mischief. <laughs> he should have just he should have lathered himself up in grease. He never would have been caught. I don't even think a no. taser can stick to you if you're covered in grease. Well then he wouldn't have had to jump out the window and wouldn't have broke both his arms and legs, that's what you're saying. Oh wait, wait. So he had both arms and legs broken? Well they say injured, I'm assuming they're broken. Sprained. 
Wow. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't I, not that I'd want to get punched in the face, but I would love to be a, an, an ambulance worker, emergency medical technician, and have the dude take a swing at me. I would because, get, because all of your bedside manner goes out the window, right? All of your gentle, like, this is going to hurt a bit, but, like, it'll be over really quickly. You're just fucking jamming needles in and, like, fucking, like, bending around. Oh, does this hurt? You're, like, bending his arms all around. Dude, I shit. would be putting the defibrillators on either side of his head and be like, oh, really? You're not going to yeah. settle down? Clear. <laughs> I don't know. Tongue, you know. Tongue, depressor, tongue depressor up his butthole. I, kinda, I mean, there, I, there's stuff that's designed to stick up his butthole. Like, I think we're going to have to give you an enema. Really? Yeah. No lube on the pointy end. I kind of think Rob Schneider played a better animal man than this guy. But, yeah, um, very good at, he's more like a wounded animal. Yeah, this dude, uh, this guy's like just more of a psychotic animal guy. You know, I mean, maybe, um, you know, maybe he did come from the wild. Like, he was a feral person. And this is what happens when you try to domesticate a feral person. Just put him down. Just put him down. You should. Uh, people, you can email stories to uh, sickerongpodcast at hotmail.com. We've got a few phone calls to Sickerong Hotline, 206-666-3846. And uh, we do actually have a few emails to get to. I do want to get to emails. I promise I will get to some of these emails today. Before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we did get a few phone calls here, the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Uh, the first call came in in reference to, I think uh, last week we had a guy call up and was like, you got to have sex with black girls. It's an amazing experience. Like he was ex- as excited as going to like Disney World or something. But he was um, on his, I just had sex with a black girl for the first time high. Yeah, wasn't he like 17 or 18 or something? Yeah. Anyway... This girl who's calling the show before, she calls up, and she she's commenting on that. Hi, Dee. Hi, Lance. This is Jenny, uh, that uh, black chick that calls your hotline every once in a while. And um hadn't heard your shows in a little bit of a while. I was playing catch-up recently and um, just listened to the last episode. And um, I heard the uh, little... Uh, teenage guy at the end talking about he had gotten his first black chicken. He was so excited about that and that it was so awesome and it was so much better than I thought it would be and better than that's my her, girlfriend. That's her white that. dude voice. This <laughs> <laughs> is a white people talk, dude. It's actually better than my black voice, so. <laughs> and he was bragging about how he thought it was better than white girls or what have you and I'm like, oh God, here we go with one of these kinds of situations and i just wanted to say that that's just not 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 the case it's not the case regardless of what the race is it doesn't matter black women white women black men white men other races it doesn't matter see now i kind of take issue with that i can understand where she's going when she's saying there's no difference it doesn't matter when it comes to women because essentially if you look at their equipment it's a whole you know, but if you think uh-huh. about it with dudes, 
There's a lot of variables. You should post this thought to Jezebel.com, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, but, but with dudes, there's a lot of variables. I mean, you could have a guy that has, like, a tiny cock. And you're, she's saying that doesn't, that's comparable to a guy that has, like, a nine-inch cock. It's going to be a completely different sexual experience. Whereas a woman has, you know, a hole. I guess if, if a woman had a very loose hole versus a very tight hole, I think most girls have probably a decent tight hole. You know, I mean, for the, for the I, most I, part. I have to say, I don't think I've ever had sex with a woman and just thought, God damn, your pussy's too loose. <laughs> never happened. <laughs> I think- Although I've never, I've never had sex with anybody who's had a baby vaginally. Yeah, neither so, have I. And I, th- I think in general, most girls have had you know the same elasticity with their vagina. You know, that's it. Now, smells are a different story. Oh, smells, yeah, definitely. And labia, like beef curtains. If we're going to go there, well, yeah, there's a lot of variance there. But I'm saying sure. there's there's got to be more variance for a girl with a guy because they never know how big that guy's dick is going to be, and that's going to be a totally different sexual experience. But apparently, well, let's hear what she has to say about that. It is the same. Genitals are genitals. I personally have had experiences with other races, white, uh, Latino, uh, Asian, African. African is not <laughs> she, she, she get, Why did she pause on the Asian? Gender? <laughs> what was that guy? Was he an Eskimo or like a was he Polynesian? <laughs> I'm guessing he's some kind of an Asian. I'll just say it Asian. Dark. It's kind of an umbrella term for all those people in that region of the world. I love how yeah, like, like now she's saying African as if that's like a, a race. Well, you gotta admit Africans from Africa and Black Americans are really different people. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, but uh, but but they're still like a black guy, black guy. Sure. Mm, so anyway, I'll buy that. <laughs> An African black man is quite different from an American black man. So that that and, and and there's no real difference except for maybe I can't speak for you know how it is for white men or black men and dealing with the women because I am not a man, but I can speak from a female's perspective in dealing with men, and I can tell you that there's no real difference and, and except for maybe maybe in my personal experiences, um, I've noticed that the black men might be a little bit more uh, rhythmic, um, <laughs> meaning that they might have that more of a, a rhythmic stroke going on. Like they I'm might, all herky uh, jerky, just <laughs> fucking no beat. I'm like, I'm like Paul Muadib trying to escape a sandworm. You know? like, oh, stutter step it. You know, the sandworm to come and get me. I'm like I'll Steve Martin. I'm like Steve Martin and the jerk trying to snap. <laughs> just like all over the place I mean most of the time I don't even have my dick inside of her yeah. <laughs> like poking her thigh or knee I'm zeroing in I'm zeroing in just I'm getting closer I'm just trying to be in, and I'm even listening to fucking Al Green I still can't have any rhythm <laughs> don't, don't do that don't listen to soul music it'll just throw you off worse a little bit more of a creative stroke thing like they have a tune going on in their head and they're on beats of the tune um, they're they're you know scoring shallow deep shallow deep. They got R. Kelly songs going on up there. Wait a minute, they're going shallow. They're going like alternating depth. I mean, that is that's like a technique shallow I've got to try. I never actually even thought about that. Yeah, I've that- go, I can go shallow for a little while and then I can go deep, but I've never thought to like switch it up. I've always I'm always like my my technique is 
don't blow my load. Don't blow my load. Don't blow my load. Don't blow my load. Okay, now I can blow my load. <laughs> it's pretty much that. Yeah. <laughs> it's about five strokes, maybe six. Yeah, mostly shallow. Maybe so one you, deep one And then one you're just like there. personal best, and then you can blow it? <laughs> well, no, I blow it and then still pretend that I, I'm still hard <laughs> for maybe yeah. another two half strokes, two and a half strokes they know. there. They know. <laughs> your whole expression on your face changes. Maybe she won't know if I keep pumping. Pump it away. She and knows. then like, yeah, I'm trying to fool her. But this is, this is, I'm learning something from this call. Side to side, rocking the hips. That sort of thing might be uh, more uh, a black guy thing, I think, um, at least with my experience is concerned. Um, uh, the, the other races, especially white, uh, <laughs> and no, no, I won't say especially white. I will say other races, period, um, that I have experienced personally are more mechanical, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, and maybe kind of fast, too, like a jackhammer. <laughs> what about pussy fast, eating? You know, that's- yeah, now that, that's all about the technique. That's a technique. You know, if you I think, suck at I think sex, it's whites, I think us whites are the king of the pussy eaters. Well, if you suck at sex, then you got to learn how to lick pussy, or you're not going to be having sex. Right. What I've noticed, I'm like, what's the rush? You know, but um, no, black guys more rhythmic, take the time. You know, but as far as penis size, as far as you know, being better, um, no. I wouldn't say there's any difference. I really, but really would not. So. She just said how it was better with black. Everything she said was that black dudes are better. Yeah, but okay, but she's saying because of their rhythmic movements. She's not saying genetically or physically they're superior to any other race of dude. She's saying who cares? We're just we're, the question we're asking is: Are black guys better at sex? And she says they are, but then she says, "Well, it's not really any different." But even I, forget forget those five things I just said. I think it's I think it's I think she's saying it depends on the person. She's probably had sex with black guys that didn't have any rhythm. I'm sure there's like you know like Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That guy had That's no not rhythm. What she said though. She said in general, black guys are into it. They take their time. They have rhythm. They do the it, it, shallow deep, shallow deep. They're rocking the hips. <laughs> and then but then she follows Mark it up with taking the, notes I mean, her, by the way. <laughs> Her, her debate coach would be like, uh, did you see what you did wrong there? <laughs> well, maybe you it is did a actually technique. have an argument. Uh, maybe it's like yeah, the compliment like, sandwich, right? Put that out there. There's no difference. It don't matter if you're black or white. Listen to Michael Jackson. He had a point there. Well, wait a minute. Right, but Michael Jackson liked to have sex with children. <laughs> I don't want to listen to him for sex advice. Yeah, but he had some great rhythmic movements. <laughs> I, like to, I like to take my finger and poke it shallow, deep, shallow, deep into the little child's butthole. That's my technique. Keep it in bubbles. Bye. Did he ever fuck that monkey? I think he fondled Webster and he fondled the monkey and Macaulay Culkin. Don't you think so? What about... Uh... Corey, which which Corey was friends with him? Feldman, Corey Feldman. Feldman. I guarantee Corey Feldman had a sequent glove index finger, a sequence finger inserted yeah. in his rectum at least three times on three occasions. I would say. I don't know. Well, okay, that was very informative. I guess uh, I've learned some techniques here. I wrote some of those down: shallow, deep, shallow, deep, side to side, side to side. Get a tune in my head, not a polka tune. Probably get a more of a sexier tune. Nothing by Weird Al. Um, 
Probably What's nothing. That Benny Hill song. <laughs> Yakety sax. <laughs> Yakety sax. Yeah, that's a good. I think that's what white guys usually have in their head while they're fucking chicks is yakety sax. We can't help it. Benny Hill, we all saw that show at a young age, and there's all those women walking around bikinis, and now it's just, we're brainwashed to think of that song while we're fucking. <laughs> but black people don't watch Benny Hill. Black people I know, don't even man. know what Benny Hill is. Like, what What the shit? That's not even funny. That's just dumb. Black people, you know what you got to do? Black people got Barry White in their head. We need to get Barry White in our heads when we're fucking. Not Yakety Sacks. Right, but am I supposed to think of Barry White naked in my head while I'm fucking? It will delay orgasm. It will delay orgasm, I'm telling you. His weird-shaped head and, like, bizarre neck. Actually, I hope it delays orgasm for you. (laughs) It might delay orgasm, but it might, like, prevent bonerfication. (laughs) Yeah, but think of the rhythm that Barry White had. White guys ruin the mood by saying things like bonerfication. (laughs) Black guys don't do that. Hey, baby, I think I got bonerfication. <laughs> and then she leaves the door slams. Well, thank you for that. Um, you've taught me a lot, actually. This is more probably one of the only shows where I've actually... Le- I'll leave the show learning something. Yeah, I don't know. And people say sick and wrong doesn't affect their lives in any way. No positive if, effects. If all, the, if all the male listeners just go away from this remembering shallow deep shallow deep and we've just made a we've made a tangible incremental improvement in the entire world i think hillary clinton would listen to our show and she'd be like you know this show is beneficial to the world not reprehensible i think big papa smurf's gonna call this girl up though and be like hey babe why'd you give away the shallow deep shallow deep that was our thing Talk about technique. You know that man has a technique. You know he does. All right. Second call here is about, um, well, actually, I don't even know. Uh, Hey, sick and wrong. I called in um, two or three weeks ago about being, about crashing a party for the best reasons, but it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. There's a, I've come into a. Wait, is this that kid that called in about, he called the cops? About the party. I was going to say, I don't remember him calling in about crashing a party. Maybe that's a call that you screened out. But uh, it seems like this is the kid that got with the Nympho cheerleader. Yeah, because he called the cops on the football team or something. Yeah, they all got MIPs. They got MIPs, yeah. I think it sounds like the same kid. Position of power where uh, I get to choose my high school class's uh, class song. Like the normally the corny, stupid goodbye, farewell song that they play at our graduation. I have come into a position of power where I can manipulate the results for that vote. And I want you guys to Wow. But I know D likes Squar, so I already <laughs> am considering Black and Huge or I'm in Love with the Dead Dog by Guar. Dude. But huh. you guys have- It's a good song, Black and Huge. Yeah, but he's he's going overboard. He's going to get his, what does he keep saying, position of power? You know, he thinks <laughs> about that phrase all the time. He's going to get his position of power taken away. You can't just go obvious you got to get something subtle that's going to pass the censor board of the principal and all that. Yeah, like I would probably do something by like air supply or something. You know, I like or that. Journey. You, know song I, you know what song I've been listening to a lot lately is uh, the SOS band. Like we can do it right or something like that. <laughs> or you know what? Like you know what would be a How good one? Go? Ring my ring. This is kind of like that episode of uh, 
Arrested Development, where they where the guy Michael Bluth does the duet with Maybe, and they decide to do Afternoon Delight because they think like, oh, what a funny nice song, Afternoon Delight. And then as they're singing it, they realize it's all about fucking. <laughs> so what about that song, Ring My Bell? Yeah, the yeah, bell. Man. If you listen to the song, the bell is clearly the woman's vagina, and she wants you to stick your cock up there and ring it. What about roller coasters? Isn't that the same thing? I don't know that one. Sing it. You know, roller coaster of love. Oh right. Yeah, but that that song was ruined you, by the Red Hot Chili saying, Peppers. You're saying a song needs sexual. I think what I'm thinking about this kid is, uh, I bet you people vote on it. And then at the very end, he probably just goes and changes it because he's, you know, the last guy that puts it in and he gets the last say in the matter. So maybe sure, I'm sure that I'm sure that's what's going on, but it's still going to get vetoed if it's something like you can't play black and huge by Guar. Yeah, but how would anyone know black and huge? You wouldn't even know that term. Like I was going to say <laughs> the, the principal is going to listen to the song before it gets played at the graduation ceremony. Yeah, but maybe he can like give an MP3 of a Night Ranger song like Sister Christian and call it black and huge. But really, the song right. black and huge is the Guar song. <laughs> You're into full on like Sutterfuge. John John Cusack <laughs> high school movie <laughs> level of like you know espionage here. I'm just talking about pick a funny song and get it up there and it'd be hilarious. You're saying pick a funny song that has sexual undertones but people aren't going to know because they never pay attention to lyrics. But they would they would start paying attention to lyrics as it got played and plus it would just be a funny corny out of date song. I could see that. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of like the switcheroo idea. Like, I would, I would pick something like that, I'd, or I'd pick like a, you know, a, a Britney Spears song or something, and all of a sudden switch it to the end. It's Dead Milkman's taking recharge the zoo. Like, that's a know. great class. You wouldn't want that to be your class song. It just seems. Yeah, maybe I would. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good song. I don't know. But uh, for, what about what about going for the the triple reverse ultra ironic? Like, make it Call Me Maybe or something. Oh, <laughs> okay, make sure it's cranked up to a level where it's like you killing people's eardrums. And maybe get it on a loop so it plays like five times in a row. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I'd be able to take that. See, that's what I'm talking about. You're, like, you're talking about playing a funny Dead Milkman song. I'm talking about true psychological warfare. A Call Me Maybe, I think, is one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Even though the no. girl is fit. Like, she's an attractive chick that did that. I would rather put my penis in her mouth so she can't sing the song. Like that, it's that. That's a horrible song. Um, What's your least favorite song of all time? If you could think of one quickly, I gotta say Margaritaville. I really hate. I would that have song. to say almost any song by uh, the Steve Miller Band. Ooh, I do hate Steve Miller, but Margaritaville is one of my most hated songs of all time. It is wretched. It I is hate Jammin' too by Bob Marley. That's another one I really hate. Uh, um, it's pretty awful, but you know Bob Marley, he gets a pass. You know, I'm gonna have to think about this. If I can come up with a better song, maybe uh, well, I'll bring it up. But I kind of like the I, I, I just technique. think I think I just think talking, bringing up like, well, uh, let's just think of the most vulgar song. It's kind of the easy way out for the prankster. So you're saying do something Consumate that... I, I kind of agree prankster. with what, what you're saying. I think perhaps you should research and do a song that has disgusting lyrics 
or discussing interpretation meaning, but yet no one's going to know if they just hear it. They're going to think it's just a love song. What about like a John Zorn three-hour one-note noise noise song? Yeah, but that, but that's going to get vetoed because someone's going to hear it and be like, oh yeah. Yeah, but then like you could you could legitimately say like I'm being repressed. This is a very artistically he's Jewish <laughs> respected too. song. He's Jewish. He's Jewish. You're anti-Semitic. Uh, See what I I'm would saying? do. You know what? What I would do, and I think this would probably would work. RV Faith No More. You know that song? No. It's a good song. I think that would work. That's my vote. I don't know. I don't, this, I'm sure this kid doesn't know, and probably none of the listeners know either. But uh, look at look right up in. the uh, the trucking anthems of C. W. McCall. I don't even know that, but I, <laughs> I like the word. You know I like the, where you're you know going song, with that. You know the song "Convoy," which was also made oh, into Convoy. a movie with Chris Christopherson. That's all of his songs are about trucking and convoying. All I gotta say, kid, David Allen Coe. He had some gems. Look there you up. go. Look him up. David Allen Some Co. casual racism thrown in. Yeah, that works. Let's see what else he has Pretty much, you, you should never get laid again after the song. If you, <laughs> if you do it right, no girl should ever want to talk to you again. The mentors work, too. Uh, my class would piss everyone off. That would be totally awesome. Um, I know the show is recorded on like a Thursday and put up on a Sunday, but I got time. So keep it sick. Keep it wrong. My power. Did he just say white power? I guess he did say white power. Jesus. Maybe he would like the David Allen Co. Yeah, I think I think David Allen Co. is like right up his alley there. I don't know about that. that that's not that's gonna get vetoed. I mean they say the N word in those songs. White power. God, where's this kid go to school? You, you've heard about this you've heard this is the new thing, right? What white power? Among, amongst no, amongst the hipsters is like they're they're bringing back casual, like ironic, like funny racism. Oh, so this, oh, okay, so this kid's hip, and this is like his hip thing to say. is like, whoa, what are they going to start saying? Heil Hitler. Is that like ironic? Um, yeah, I guess. I, I haven't really experienced it because I'm not a hipster, but I, I've heard amongst the 20-somethings, it's funny to like kind of like push the boundary and, and say racist shit around your friends. Keep on smiling until you're in prison, <laughs> and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> Or <laughs> you find yourself in downtown Detroit without any cab fare. Then well, we'll yeah, see what happens. Because if I go to prison, I might become a white person. <laughs> just by purely out of self-preservation. I, don't, I won't mean it. But it just, I got to do what I got to do. People, call us Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. I have time maybe for one email. Maybe two. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, first email we got here came from Patrick Swagzy. And I swear we're not doing this. We're, I'm not reading this email. I'm not making this up because we were talking about Patrick Swayze before. This guy actually did write into us. He's called Patrick Swagzy is what he calls himself. Swag right. is a term that the, uh, the young kids use these days. Explain to us the meaning of swag. I think swag is like uh, male bravado. Is that what it is? Like you're... <laughs> I don't even know what it is. What is swag? Like you're wearing clothing? I don't clothing. know either. I just like the fact that you said male bravado. It is. It's, it's if you are walking with like a swagger, I think it's, I think it's a shortened version of swagger. Huh. That's is what like I've always bling? thought. I, I just thought it was like bling. No, like it's, I, got, I think it's the way you bling. present yourself, the way you walk. Do you have to have bling to be swag? I think you can be swag without bling. Like if you don't have bling, you. Really? But if you don't have bling, what if you, you were, can't what if you were wearing a barrel? 
<laughs> with suspenders, like a 1950s like guy who's down on his luck from a cartoon. Could you sw- could you be in the barrel and like a be? A- I don't even know. Is it a noun? Is it a verb? <laughs> Can you swag? Are you swagging the barrel? Would would you be swag with the barrel on or? Is are it just you? Like- but are you Puff Daddy and you got sunglasses on and you walk into a party? People are going to be like, "That dude's got so much swag. I want to buy the barrel outfit." Maybe you know. I mean, I he's, don't know. He's Do got you, the can swag. Can only famous people have swag? Well, no, it's the way he carries himself. I think that's what it is. I think. But then again, I'm a Jewish white person that's too old to even know what the term means. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would be. I knew it would be a comedy gold mine. Just us trying to figure it out. Anyway. I, he writes, I, yo, sick and wrong. Patrick Swagsy here, longtime listener, first time contactor. I've been listening since the very first show. And you, douche nuggets, have done an excellent job since. Thanks. Thanks. I was, <laughs> <laughs> backhanded compliment there. I was just thinking that since you two grandpas aren't probably getting as much 20 year old pussy as you should, or not, I thought I'd help you, you out. If you make me the official sick and wrong urban correspondent, I promise to help you two become cooler. After all, what hot young college chick is going to want to bang a midget introvert Jew and a fat nerd antisocial slob? Wow. No. That's the problem. <laughs> wow. Very, uh, very descriptive there. I never. Uh, <laughs> midget introvert Jew, fat nerd antisocial slob. <laughs> Maybe he can... Um, He's got a point there, though. I think what? he should... Well, I, I want him to be a correspondent because I want him to answer this question. Like, what type of barrel should I get that's the most swaggy? He's 18 years old, 6 foot tall, 140 pound Canadian citizen who works at Wendy's. You know he's got a lot of swag over there at the before Frosty you, Machine. Before you said Wendy's, I thought he might be pretty cool. <laughs> what, what, Wendy's, like, uh, lessens his cool? Yeah, it does. <laughs> You can't have swag work in the fry machine in that stupid fucking Wendy's uniform. That is not swag. If you yeah, want swag, know. you need I a mean, patented barrel by Wackerly. Suspenders sold separately. I love how this guy's only 18, but yet he bangs 20-year-old college chicks because he's got swag at the fry machine. Everybody wants to have sex with 20-year-old college chicks, even guys that are younger than 20 and then even when you're older than 20. Do you think he leans out of like the uh, drive-through booth? He's like, "Yo, baby, you wanna you want a medium frosty? I'll upgrade that shit to a large. If you come over to my house, give me your phone number. I wonder if it works you like put, that. You gotta put from not personal experience, but from somebody I know. You gotta put your phone number in the fries. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Just write it down as on a greasy piece of paper. Yep. <laughs> I think it'd be better to that, hide that That, phone that technique, I've heard a story that I believe has worked for a guy before that worked at a fast food place. Wow. I'd love to see the girl that it, that it worked on. What about, I'll like, tell you later. What about hiding your number in the hamburger so she eats it when she shits it out, she sees it in the toilet? <laughs> like put it on a, uh, a laminated piece of, <laughs> of plastic so it doesn't get digested? Yeah, and then it glows because, you know, it's like kind of dark in the toilet in the bowl it's glow in the dark paper well whatever glow in the dark ink i don't know that's swag dude that's swag that's what i'm saying it might work out like that i don't know but yeah you know d simon's patented burger notes (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Patrick Swagsy, why don't you uh, give us some techniques here? I'm, I'm eager to learn from you. Give us a call and uh, tell us what you think we should do to get 20-year-old pussy. Mr. To Wendy's be honest, employee. To be honest, I would, <laughs> rather than the advice about getting pussy, I'd just like some free coupons for, for <laughs> Wendy's Frosties. I would make better use of that. That's how you get pussy. You just take a girl out and be like, yo, look what I got, girl. No, I I'm eating Wendy's them all coupons. myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving them away to women. You fat nerd antisocial slob. Well... <laughs> All right, the last uh, email here comes from Knock Vicker, and this is in response to some uh, advice that we gave out previously. He goes, hey, guys, Knock Vicker, the pedophile wrangler here. So I tried to carry on with my wife as if she hadn't told me about her canine-loving past, but I was a changed man. Remember this woman? This is the dude whose wife, the dog licked her vagina out? Yeah, and uh, she told him about it, and he couldn't get past it. And I, I think what I said was, initially I thought the dog had mounted her, but and no, I did think that that was kind of gross, and that like uh, it'd be kind of weird to like ha- keep having sex with a woman who'd been fucked by a dog, but the dog just licked her pussy. Is it that it big of a deal? Doesn't bother me at all. No. Yeah. So I told I would I, make fun of her for it. I told a couple mates about it. Let them listen to the advice that you two gave and tried the if you'll do a dog anything goes approach up the arse, gagging, bit of bondage. All when I felt like it. But it was to no avail. I even tried to bring my brother's Labrador into the equation, but she drew a line at that. Bullshit. (laughs) This was the point when I asked her for a divorce. If she let her ex use a dog with her, am I not allowed? Fuck that shit. Anyway, I divorced her on the grounds of unspecified unreasonable behavior. I love how that's something you can divorce somebody for in England. As she didn't want me to name... people's dignity. Yeah. As she didn't want me to name and shame her, it's all over now, and I've just got my absolute. It's finally he's free. I'm with a new bird who is seven stone with double D tits. I'm not quite sure how big seven stone is. It sounds like a lot, but it probably isn't. Is Kate Middleton seven stone? Is seven t- stone? Is a stone twenty pounds? I think it's fourteen. I think it's fourteen. Oh, that's like that's an easy number to multiply. I can't multiply fourteen by seven, even though I am a nerd. <laughs> Uh, she's a director of a huge company, has lots of money, is sex mad and abuses me. Life is better now. Thanks for your advice. For what it's worth, keep up the brilliant work, Knock Vicker. His postscript here is one of the guys I told let it slip one evening out on, out on the piss with me and my axe. Uh, you should have seen her dissolve slowly as she re- realized all dog references and jokes that had been passed all night were aimed at her. Thick cunt. Took all my physical restraint training to stop her when we got home. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, PPS, I'm leaving this dump of a country moving abroad, but not to your sinkhole. Cheers. Well, that's hilarious. I bet you she was so upset that he had been telling all his mates that she got eaten out by a dog and she attacked him. Do you think? Do you think she was <laughs> upset? Women don't take kindly to that sort of thing. I love how he had to like physically like restrain her. He's trained right. to do that. It's He's not easy. He's a wrangler. God, dude, it's not easy to do that to a woman. Definitely not. He's a pedo wrangler, right? That's what he said. Is that what he does? Yeah, I think he calls it. I think he wrangles. A pedophile wrangler, yeah. Maybe he's kind of he's kind of a badass. This guy. Well, how hard is it to restrain a pedo? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder where he's and... moving to. I'd like to know that. You should give us a call and let us know. Uh, people email Island. the show sigarongpodcast at hotmail dot com. 
Uh, usually we hype iTunes here. I'm just going to do this really quick. Subscribe, rate, and comment on the show, goddammit. Just do a search for Sick and Wrong. Sick and Wrong will come up in your iTunes. You subscribe. Helps us out. Gives us a good rating. I've noticed we've been getting a lot of comments. And uh, our ratings have been shooting up. And we've been on the What's Hot category. And we appreciate that. So keep doing it. Thank you for that. Uh, T-shirt update. Finally. Finally. After all this time. We got the new Sick and Wrong tees in. Um, I'm going to post some pictures on Facebook, the Twitters, and uh, update the pictures on the website so you can check out the shirt. It's a pretty rad design. I actually kind of like it. It's a lot more like, I don't want to say politically correct, but maybe work-friendly. How would you describe it? Sure, work-friendly. Work-friendly. It's, it's, it's not NSFW. You can actually wear it to your office, and people are going to be like, and you know, they're not going to look at you like you just raped a baby. You could have worn the you could have worn the quado onto your office. I mean, there's no genitalia hanging off the kid, but yeah, it's just but, more. It was more in your face. This is more subdued. Yeah, this is more subdued. I like the new design, and I'm gonna have to send one out to Poppy and uh, Tattooed Chick and uh, have them uh, model it for us. But go to sickandwrongpodcast.com/store and order your T-shirt today. Finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week comes in from a guy named Pete. He says, I bet Wackerly listens to this song when he's banging tranny prostitutes. And it's a Richard Cheese song called his cover of My Neck, My Back. You know that song? Yes. It's a Kia song. I think she originally did it. My Neck. She also does, she has a song, This Pussy Be Yankin'. Is, is, that, is that Kia? Same chick? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, what, what do I know? Why do I know? I this song's on my neck, my back, lick my pussy, my crack. But he does a great job with it. Richard Cheese does the lounge versions. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you listen to that song when you bang tranny prostitutes? <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to songs because it throws off my non-existent rhythm. Yeah, I was wondering. I was, that was maybe my, going forward. That's what I was wondering. It's like, uh, do you listen to specific Do you ever listen to music when you have sex? No, I actually hate it. Why? It's <laughs> I distracting? It. I hate it more than anything, actually. Why? Why do I hate it? Yeah, I mean, you're um, just having sex. Because, just the whole concept of like, okay, first, do you? I, I take it you do listen to music when you have sex. I have uh, two specific artists I listen to. So first of all, do you listen to music that has a dude singing? Yep. I don't want to hear a dude crooning while i'm trying to have sex with a lady it gets me in the like, mood so maybe i could listen to some like like female singer singing some sexy song like i don't know grace slick or something <laughs> what about like cat power it's kind of sexy she's got that sexy voice maybe but, like then, but then i'm like but then you're like what what song do you what's music do you pick like like it it just always seems corny it never seems appropriate so you don't even have, do you have like your stereo in your bedroom? Uh, no, but I mean, I live alone, so I can fucking leave the door open. And leave it on. See, I always love blasting Simon and Garfunkel and Cat Stevens' Where Do the Children Play uh, when I'm spraying my ball milk like all over her ample bosom. Like, I, you know, it's, it's just a good song and it, it's jarring too because the chicks are like, this is weird. So I'm listening to Where Do the Children Play, but really, I'm not referring to real kids. I'm referring to my sperm. Those are your children? Your sperm babies? They're playing on her breasts. They're yeah. not really playing, though. They're just sort of dead. <laughs> They're just dripping off. <laughs> They're just dead. 
Or yeah, dying. but I mean, they're they're okay. They're dying. Maybe maybe I should change the song a little bit, like overdub it, like dub it. Where do the children die? Yeah, um, yeah. Be more appropriate. I recommend no music, and I, and I don't, I don't. I hate when I'm watching, trying to watch a porno, and there's music also in the background of the porn. <laughs> the well, I think you should try this Richard Cheese song, "My Neck, My Back," because it's a damn good cover. We're gonna end the show with that. People will be back next week with episode 348. Till then, take it sleazy. Okay, good night. Do it now, lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. My neck, his neck, my back, his back, lick my pussy and my crack. His crack. First you gotta put your neck into it. Don't stop, just do it, do, do it. it. Then you roll your tongue from the crack back to the front, and then you suck, suck it off till I shake and come, nigga. Make, Make sure I keep busting nuts, nigga. Face. All over your face and stuff. Slow so head, show me so, so much love. My neck, his neck, my back, his back. Lick my pussy and my crack. His crack. My neck. My back, lick my pussy and my crack. Lick my pussy, Bobby. You might roll dubs, you might have G's, but fuck that nigga, get on your knees. Try me, I'll make you see Your bitches ain't got shit on me My neck, my back Lick my pussy and my crack My neck, my back Lick my pussy and my crack My neck, my back Lick my pussy and my crack My neck, my back Lick my pussy and my crack. I want to raise your family, and it's not fun being drunk, you assholes. I've known this for many years, but son of a bitch. Fuck you guys. Fuck Fuck you, Black Early, and rape your family.